Mike's off. Get Out of Geek, this is the Get Out of Movies crew. We've got Mitch, Maddie, and Brennan. Good day, boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty big one now. The One of our most anticipated, Ooh. but also one of our most, I guess, what, nerve-wracking. Um, yeah. How would you describe this one? I don't know. We, we had very mixed feelings going into this. We are talking Wonder Woman. It was one of those ones, it was like, it was all or nothing. I feel like it was all or nothing. It mm. was, you know... The DCEU doesn't have the greatest track record, and it's... And to say the least. To say the least. Yeah, that's the... Like, all of a sudden, Maddie, if you've listened to the show, you would know that he's been very, very delicate <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> well, we are here to talk uh, non-spoilers. This is our non-spoilers mm-hmm. review of Wonder Woman, uh, all ready to go. You can listen to comfortably on your way to the cinema or afterwards. If you're interested, wanting to be convinced to go, this is the one that's safe to listen to. We will, of course, uh, record a full spoilers chat uh, on a separate podcast for anyone who has seen the film and wants to hear other people talk about it, see whether we agree or disagree on a separate channel. This one is safe, though. And, uh, Matty, you're, you're actually a good place to start. We've all felt uh, we've had mixed reactions to the films so far, the three that have come before this in the uh, well, DCEU. and for me, even the Zack Snyder Batman films, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of Chris Nolan ones. Oh, sorry. What did I say? <laughs> Zack Snyder, Zach Snyder oh, on see, the brain. Oh, see, I'm already on there. I'm already on there. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, the, the Chris Nolan Batman films. Like, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a fan of those. Yeah. So it's been even longer stretch for me of of waiting to see some good, some good DC. Yeah, live action mm. stuff. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, we've had Man of Steel, BVS last year, and then Suicide Squad was the last one in uh, I think August last year. So it's been a while. And yeah, I, I've liked some better than you guys have. I seem to like them more. It doesn't mean that I like them, but I'm liking them more because this has been quite a scathing room for the DC uh, mm. EU film so far. Well, deservedly. Yeah, deservedly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, coming into Wonder Woman, you, Maddie, about, I want to say, three months ago, you said, uh-huh. now, look, you love your, your... How would you describe the shirts properly? Um... Geek shirts. You geek, just it's geek a, shirts. It's like, a company called Ripped Apparel, yeah. and they just, it's... Um, Plug. <laughs> designers from, from all over the place submit designs. you got 24 hours. They'll chuck it on a shirt for 24 hours, and you can buy it, and then it's gone forever. Yeah. And it's a lot of cool sort of weird mashup sort of Alternative stuff. Alternative designs and, and sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you know, good shirts, and I like them. Well, he told us all this here, Brendan, that he said, I've brought a special one for Wonder Woman. Yep. And the deal was, we go and see the screening like we did tonight. If he doesn't like the movie as he hasn't liked any other DCEU film, he will burn the shirt. Yes. Yep. I bought right. a spare shirt in my bag just in case. Right. Because there was, as much as I hated <laughs> Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman was the small glimmer of hope in that movie for me. Right. So I was like, it, it was going to be all or nothing. Now, I'm just taking a photo. You can check this out on our socials. It's uh, very fight like a gal. Very cool. So it is, yeah. it is movie based. I would based, have preferred the... gal power. Oh, but that's just me. Surely that's got to be out there. Let's surely let's, that. Yeah. Let's patent that ripped apparel. <laughs> yeah. um, so, okay. Bottom line: mm-hmm. you've worn your Wonder Woman shirt with the threat slash promise that if you didn't like the film, you would burn the shirt. Yep. Are we burning the shirt? I will gladly wear this shirt again. Oh yeah! <laughs> We've reached the promised land. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Uh, and I just wanted an excuse to play that music. Oh, yeah. Any excuse to play that I'm music. actually going to listen to this next time I watch porn. Because oh. it's going to be so good. <laughs> Wait, listen to this music or this podcast? No, obviously the music. I don't want you Jeez. banging on in the background. 
Oh, wow. That'd be, look, it's just an experiment. Don't rule it out. <laughs> no, <Okay>. well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I've done it to get into gate chat, so. <laughs> Wildfire. Um. Now, Brendan, you, uh, I've known you for 20 years. Uh, one of our, the, the things that we had in common from the get-go, and it's been one of our strongest connections since, is our love of all things geek, but in particular, we grew up both absolutely lauding Batman, that expands yes. out to DC. You yourself, obviously, very disappointed with the way that certain things have been treated in the last couple of films you on wonder woman tonight well i loved man of steel trailer mm. the movie let me down just the just the last act yeah hated batman vs superman much like most people suicide squad was just a cluster f- but this i think is the best dcu movie to date yeah without and a doubt Oh my god! Like I haven't had a crush on anyone for like at least a decade, because you know my heart's dead inside. We all know that. <laughs> but I, I felt something there. I felt something, and wow, she not only is she beautiful, but her performance is spectacular. Girl can act and like ass. Wow, absolute. Like wasn't I she in um, one of the Fast and Furious she was films? Through oh, no, two of them. She was definitely in five and six. Couldn't I tell you a line she had, a scene she was in, anything about it because she was just. Well, she didn't have. She actually didn't have much to say. She was just there to be. I think in five, the first time you really saw her, she was going to be a distraction for the bad guy, and she mm. took her sarong off, and she's wearing the tiniest two-piece bikini oh, okay. setup. Like that's... she was the hot girl, and she nailed that. Let's yeah, be that's honest. probably why I just sort of ignored her because I was like, oh yeah, it's the hot it girl that can't act, that can't do, she's just, she's all looks, no substance, all right, move on with the plot. Mm. But holy shit, can she act. I like, know. just the range she had in this was phenomenal and I, I feel like every choice she made was damn near spot on. Mm. Yeah. Like, it was, oh, I was so impressed. And I know we're not going to spoilers, but there are moments in this and it's, it, if we're going to comp- I don't want to bring up the M word yet and sound like I'm comparing it, but to bring up the Marvel films, this is very much your Thor because you've got this sort of, God- I mean, godlike character, mm. very much a godlike Thor and fish out of water situation, you know, throw into the world of, uh, of, of mankind and things. And in some respects, both in, in their uh, early relationship with men, very naive about the world. They don't understand a lot of things. Very childlike, yeah. yeah. And there were moments in this film where she's very set in her ways. She wants to help people. She's a good girl. She wants to stop bad things from happening. Idealistic. She's in World War One. She wants to end the war, right? So that's that's her only purpose in this film. That's all she wants to do. That's that's great. That's what the story's about. And then the sort of not the black and white, but the grey nature of war and and, mm. and missions and and side missions and and different angles and agendas by different people come and get in her way, little obstacles, and she can't get past that. And she's having arguments with Chris Pine, who is the male lead in this, and he's just saying no, 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 and he's just telling her a simple no. Whereas I think in most movies it would stop because for the naive character to keep mm. arguing their point, like no, 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 I'm mm. a good person now to stop bad things from happening, would get old very quick, and you're just like okay. I think you need a strong performance to make the audience believe that this character still believes this after being told the same thing again and again and again, which they had the same mm. argument, I want to say four or five times in this film. Yeah. I didn't get sick of it because I'm like, I understand where she's coming from. I understand where the humans are coming from and why, why they're saying what they are to her. But I understood her character. And I think, yeah, while she is better than she would have been in Batman versus Superman, if she had even half the screen time in that film than what she did in this, 
in there, she was better than she was in Fast and Furious. So I'm looking mm. forward to her coming back in Justice League. And, and by God, they're going to make a Wonder Woman too. Yeah. And any other future DC uh, EU movies that, yeah, she's getting better. Like, I'm sure that she probably, and, and no fault of her own, just her lack of experience probably couldn't act in the Fast and Furious days. But she's really committed to this and seems really in love with the character. Like she's doing so casting. much work around it, right? And does mm. a lot of her own stunts and fight choreography and all that sort of stuff. And like just sells it, sells the part both in and outside of the film. Mm, to me, this, she, she and the film both had this perfect combination of, like you were saying, like Thor, like particularly um, Thor one and Captain America yeah. one. It was like the best parts of Thor, the best parts of Captain America just melded together yeah. into this beautiful, you know, otherworldly, like Themyscira, like I could have spent two hours of the mm. film on Themyscira. That was brilliant. I want to know where that island is. I want to go visit visually it. Visually <laughs> yeah. by, by way of Skellig Michael Island, I want to say, where Luke Skywalker is at the end of The Force Awakens. Yeah. Like, just great exotic locations I want to go and visit. But I, I want to, like, visit there and then stay on Themyscira. And then we want to go all the way around the world <laughs> to Fiji. <laughs> Sorry, this is a Truman Show reference. I don't remember he got that. It. Yeah, so there was this this idealistic hopefulness about her character, which I feel is is the thing that was missing most from any other DCEU film. Hope. Mm. She had that. Yeah. It wasn't, yes, I mean, World War One. there was some dark stuff going on in this film, but at no point did she lose who she was, and, mm. and, and there was always this constant her pushing forward, the, the fact that one person can make a difference. And just her, her constant hope and love to me was just um, brilliant. On the World War One thing, like this movie's rated M in Australia, and you know whatever the uh, the comparative ratings around the world. So there's only so much they can do with violence and on screen violence. What you you know see as far as you know blood splatter and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I guess even the tone, there's only so much they can do before it becomes to that adult themes that you know get slapped onto the higher rating and whatnot. And for a good chunk, sort of at the end of the first act heading into the second it was quite humorous this film it was very light-hearted mm. even though that we knew they were heading into a war zone and then all of a sudden you start to see some walking wounded and they're heading into mm. a battle zone and you're seeing you know the collateral damage of it all and i actually thought they did that pretty well because even while i was watching it convinced of how well they were doing it i'm like wow this could have went sour so quickly and the movie could have been great for 30 minutes and then just never been able to you know get that back was, up again that was one of my main concerns is from the trailers is a lot of the stuff based in london with looked wacky mm. and there was the wacky secretary yeah. making all the stuff and i'm yeah, like i was worried about i'm that. like oh god if there's too much of that i don't think i'm going to handle it yeah it was just and enough yeah, and, and you guys know me, you know, that kind of era I kind of have a low tolerance for, you know, any anything like that, the twenties and, mm. and and especially World War One, World War Two films. I just have a really low tolerance. I just can't connect to them. And I was yeah, I was really worried about the London stuff, but it was just yeah, this perfect balance of moving the plot forward at a at a decent rate with those few sort of lighthearted quips and all that sort of stuff, knowing that sort of it was just slowly getting darker and darker and darker as, as it went through and, and getting a little more serious. And tonally, just phenomenal. Mm. I mean, you guys know me. I'm I'm infamous for uh, for for two things in films: <laughs> sleeping and crying. Do you want to guess which one I did? I Both? cried. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> crying because you fell asleep. I think. <laughs> I think um, this being an origin story, I'm not going to give it away. But they started off basically when she was a young girl, and and like you were saying before, the innocence and the naivety of her character moving forward and I think having it in this era of World War One, they were very especially in London, they were very conservative 
and and there's a bit more class to it. And mm. I thought, you know what, this could have just been just gratuitous half naked butts, but they they kind of went, oh, let's rein it in a bit. And yeah. for some reason, I was they were trying to explain it to her the way the society is and stuff like that. I just found that I don't know. There was that added an extra level for me. Yeah, yeah it was that sure wonderful. Why. Um, <laughs> I hate to drop the name for Star Trek. Mm. Um, do it really well in that the outsider viewing humanity as yeah. someone who's never experienced it before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that was something that I wish they'd amped up a little bit in Thor, you know, that, you know, viewing humanity as, as a whole and, and it's, and it's downfalls and, and, but finding the, the joy in it. Mm. Yeah. And so, yeah, she was this really great sort of vessel to experience that through as a way to step back and, and analyze humanity and sort of go, oh, shit, okay. You know, and just sort of take a look at yourself and take a bit of a self-evaluation and go, yeah. okay, well, am I yeah. being the best version of me that I can be? And there's a lot going on around there too. We're getting introduced to all these new characters. Then, you know, her fish out of water situation. And there's a lot to take in. And also the tonal shift. It was pretty much a drama up until that point. And then it became a little bit more humorous because of the fish out of water situation. Yes, yeah, so that probably 20 minutes of the film, I think there was a lot going on that, you know, one or two of the things could have, you know, sunk the ship, but I think they did that really well. Like, I, I'm, I feel like we're doing nothing but giving it, you know, a, a positive response, but maybe it's just because we're relieved. I don't I don't know. Oh, look, if we yeah. want to get negative, we can talk about Chris Pine. <laughs> I, well, I knew that was coming. I knew <laughs> that was good. coming. I, I liked what nah. he brought to the table, and I think, for me, the only negative that I could bring out of it was... I guess in hindsight now, but throughout the whole first and second act, I'm like, is this going somewhere? It was a li- drag just a little bit for me. I was enjoying it, but I'm like, they're not leaving themselves a lot of time to get to the front lines. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's the only negative I had was just slightly, Chris Pine, slightly. you can bit. get fucked. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, you know, I sat there wondering, watching this, and I'm like, I know Matty says he goes in with an open mind, and, <laughs> no, you've, and you've, you've proven that <laughs> by not just do- hating Wonder Woman coming in because it's a DCEU movie. But as soon as Chris Pine f- showed up, I'm like, yeah, he's not getting past nah. the Star Trek reboots. Matty can't do it. Oh. He can't get past the DCEU history and Star Trek reboots Look. on the same night. He can't do it. He's got to pick one. Look, that is a lot for my tiny mind to comprehend. <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, no, it wasn't so much my, my misgivings about him with... Um, with Star Trek and, and, you know, comments that he's made about that. I just, uh, I didn't care. And he, even his, his little band of group that he sort of brings together, like his little sort of, you know, ragtag, you know, Robin Hood group. I didn't really care. I mean, they, ha- they obviously had to be there from a story point of view. They definitely had to be there, but I didn't have a, any emotional connections to them. Chris Pine, I think had one really nice scene towards the end. But aside from that, I, yeah, could have, Give it or take it. I, I thought up. he had a couple of nice moments. I'll, I'll get. I'll say that for spoilers yeah, because we're yeah, going to. And not that what I would say are, are scenes that would spoil the film, but just a couple. Of, for me, that'd be nice moments. For mm. you, obviously, that not the case. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's an unenviable task, but I just, I don't know. Maybe there's just. It, I just feel like he's playing the same thing over and over again. There's no. Whatever movie he's in, it's just it's Chris Pine. Mm. Like that would to me that wasn't Steve Trevor, that was just Chris Pine. <sighs> and that was hard. So I almost kinda wanna see someone else take a crack at it, you yeah. know, and see what they could have done with it. Yeah, I I, I was a bit it worried. It didn't ruin the film for me. No, I was a bit worried when, when he got cast, not because I don't like him as an actor or performer or in action or comedy or anything like that, but I just thought, well, there's a really recognizable face. And then you've got Gal Gadot who needs to not only lead her own film, but lead Wonder Woman and Wonder mm. Woman being 
you know, the two shitty ones beforehand aside, or three, I guess, whoever many there has been of female-led superheroes, this is the biggest. And oh, you've, everyone you've knows argued, Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah you, it's Wonder Woman. You've you've got to nail this. No one cares that they didn't nail Electra twelve years ago, or even <laughs> yeah. Catwoman with whatever the shit they did with that movie oh, that I've oh. never even seen. You know, and oh, and don't. Supergirl back thirty years ago. You need to nail Wonder Woman. You know, like everyone in the Marvel movies, they've had what. How many, 15, how many Marvel movies have been now? I, don't I think know, it's 14, 13, I want to say. Something like Either way, it's up that far and everyone's screaming out, give us a female-led super. Black Widow's right there. You keep using her. And and understandably, they're like, no, well, we, we like using her as a, as a bit player. Yeah, we don't no, want her to lead, right? Movies. So Ooh, I don't think that's so. a conversation for another day, I think. Yeah, oh, no, but I know. I, I could definitely not a ma- Well, not a MacGuffin, huge, massive... Ginormous budget, you'd have to have character based movie for her. I think I actually wouldn't mind Definitely. making this a separate chat at some point. Mm. The, 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 the pros and cons, maybe, of or chances, possibilities of a Black Widow movie, but let's save that for a Marvel, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, back onto the DC, I think. Look, we probably want to get into spoilers, so yeah, I think Wonder Woman, I think they needed to nail it. And this is not a 10 out of 10 perfect film or anything like that, but black or white. They did a really good job. They did exactly what they needed to do, yeah. whether it's a steady of the ship thing. And this one was in production when, you know, the, the criticisms of Batman versus Superman started to come out. And, you know, in post production while they're, you know, releasing Suicide Squad and things. So I think a lot of people are going to look at this and go, see, well, they've listened to everyone. They're, they're, they're doing what they should have done. Whereas I think this is probably most of it anyway, I want to say is the kind of film it was always going to be. They might've removed some stuff. Again, I'll save that for spoilers about its connections to the other DCEU movies. But I want to see now what the next film is, which we know it's Justice League, mm. but that was made after the criticisms of Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And, and, and that you situation, wanna... she's going to be one one cog in a, in a, yeah. in a much larger machine. Yeah. yeah, it's like so. It's everyone else has got to now come up to her level. Yeah. I feel like she has set the bar. Yeah. very high. Yeah, and and not to again compare to Captain America, but what I liked about Captain America, and more in particular with Chris Evans and his performance, was that he was already shooting the Avengers before Captain America the first movie came out. So he was able to, I guess, carry over what he believed to be a really good performance, the way that he presented the character before critics and before old school fans were able to either savage him or praise him. Gal Gadot, why she did appear in Batman vs Superman, very small part, and a lot of it was action. She has filmed Wonder Woman as a lead and then moved straight into production onto Justice League where she is one of the co-leads before this movie comes out and people really get to judge her. So knowing that she's had a great director, obviously, who has won a Best Actress Oscar for a previous lead actress of hers and Charlize Theron with Monster uh, in the past, going into Justice League, carrying what she's learned in that film to go into her next performance where she is going to be dealing with the team aspect, I'm really excited, you know? And I know that understandably still have some or a lot of concerns about Justice League as a product. And again, the, the, the events of the last couple of weeks with the director shifts and stuff are its own separate argument as well. Just Wonder Woman in particular, the steadying of the ship, having a less divisive reaction to the film, I want to say. There's going to be a lot of people mm. that don't like this and hate it straight off, but I want to say that more people are going to come out of this more positive than the other two, three films, for sure. Yeah. I'll say this about this film is that... I. I really loved her Wonder Woman so much that now that Superman is dead, um, in Justice League, I would actually prefer her to be the leader as opposed to mm. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Just because, obviously, she's the most powerful. And, um, 
Yeah. And it'd just be so great to have a woman as the lead of the Justice League. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I think she was awesome. Yeah. I think it's I think it's great. And something I, I do want to touch on, you were talking about what, you know, um, you know, a, a female lead of a film and all that and all that sort of stuff. And that has been a bit of a hot button issue around this film. To me it was a it was a non issue. I mean Oh it's yeah. um I mean I, I sort of actually realised, you know, like we've talked about this a lot, my Three favorite, you know, TV shows of all time were Star Trek, Buffy, and, and X Men, and it's like, well, out of two of those, Buffy and Star Trek, both had strong female leads. So, and I'm obviously, you know, Captain Whedon in the room as well. Mm. Like anything he does, I, I usually pretty much love. And he's he's been quoted as saying, like, people ask him all the time, why do you have, why do you keep making these these movies and these shows about women, you know, in power with all these powers leading the group? He goes. Because you're still asking that question, mm. it shouldn't be a question. It's, mm. it's yeah. you know, to me that the gender is is just a it's a it's a non-starter. It doesn't it doesn't matter mm. when you write a character this well. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter yeah. male or female, whatever. It's that thing is it's like I want for me it's you know it's the same as gay rights, equal rights, women's rights. It's all the same thing. It's we're all equal. We're yeah. all you know. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be hard. I don't want those, you know, hardcore, you know, feminists to get up on their high horse and go, you know, this is all women in power. It's not about that. Mm. It's Or even the other side of the coin as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like people are, you know, cracking up because they're having female only showings of, of Wonder Woman. Yeah. It's like, well, Chicks of the Flicks has been a thing for years. In Australia. It's, and and the yeah. thing is, that's all in the name. That's, yeah, it's another argument, but that's a name. Guys go to that all the time. Like it's just a, yeah. it's a cool event. Like they this... have girls only toilets too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, no one's <laughs> exactly. up in arms with that shit. Jesus exactly. Christ, so get over it. Just, um, but yeah, I, no, for me, I didn't think it was an issue watching the film either, and they don't just make her the only good thing. You know, it's not like Chris Pine and his mm. band of merry men are all idiots, and every male in the movie is is an idiot. It's That's <laughs> yeah. not the case. Yeah. Like They've and all got their merits, and they do good things, and they help her in situations, but she is always capable of looking after herself. She doesn't tell them she doesn't need help. She's willing to have the help, yeah. but she's also willing to make the calls I think that's why herself. I loved her so much, because she was so independent. Yeah, she you don't have to suddenly... look up. She wasn't making stupid decisions because of Chris Pine's dick. Yeah. Like, she doesn't go, oh, well, finally, my first dick. Yay! (laughs) Like, suddenly I'm going to be an idiot. Like, it was, it was just a small, a small part of it. It was, it was done in a way that, well, this is the first man she's ever seen. So it's more from a a curiosity point of view of of more than anything else. It's like, well, there's this whole other part of the world that I just, and she's educated enough. Holy crap, I liked a film that has Zack Snyder's name on it. (laughs) Yeah, but you know he came up with a story. I think we're gonna vomit again. It wasn't as he was a producer. He came up with a story too. I thought that I might have done it. Not just him though. No, not just him. No. So that was all right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he, I'll just in my, in my mind, he did all the Chris Pine crap. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And he then did. I'm, yeah. I'm. I don't. Good, yeah. I don't want to give this a rating because no, I don't either. I'd, I um. I think it would be too low or too high. So I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna say it was good. It was best, good. Best yeah. DCU mm. movie I've seen. Happy, it's, happy it's, with it. It's I'm up happy. there. <laughs> Um, you guys know me. Rewatchability is a is a big thing with um with me when it comes to scoring. But this is this is up there. This is probably a three or a four star film for me. Yeah. Oh no, I can't wait to to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, that's our uh, non spoilers <coughs> chat. Wonder Woman check back uh, may be up on the channel already, depending on when you're listening to this. Our full spoilers discussion of Wonder Woman, but it's getting a big thumbs up from uh, us here on Get Into oh, Geek. Yeah. If you want to uh, chat to us, get us on uh, socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, just simply at Get Into Geek. You can drop us a line, get into geek at gmail.com. Myself personally at Mitch underscore Lewis. Maddie. Uh, at High Pitch Man on Instagram, you can see my awesome Gal Gadot shirt. Hey. I took a photo of uh, on, as I was getting ready. Very Is nice. it Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot. 
is how Gal actually pronounces uh, it herself yeah. with a hard T on the end. Gadot. Yeah. But I it's think the way she Gal says Gadot. it though. Gal Gadot. And Brendan. I've changed my mine again. <laughs> oh my God. It's not my fault actually. It's not my fault this time. <laughs> Why? Well, I've joined the Twitter sphere. Yeah. And I wanted to keep it the same at the Brendan Gibson. Yeah. So it's it's the same on both. Yeah. But I got to the Brendan Gibson and the Max the characters. Oh, so just another reason to hate Twitter. <laughs> so I figured, well, I can't. I want to have it the same. So I changed it to uh, in the Christopher Judge esque. I'm Brendan Gibson. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> and we, we can't promise this won't change again, but this one's going to stick around for a while. Yeah. We love it. All right, that's Get It A Geek Hour view on Wonder Woman. Go check it out. It's in cinemas as of June the 1st. <laughs> 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 <laughs>